0: Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith, Director of Digital Ministries at Watermark Church in Dallas, Texas. And I'm here with our pastor, Todd Wagner. Hello, Rick. Looking like a coach again today? Well, you know. Yes, sir. I like it. Well, hey, here's the question this week is this. Uh, What's a loving response when my friend tells me they're gay? All right, this is not just a hypothetical question for me. It happened to me in 1985. Uh, and I mentioned this in one of the last episodes we did, I I said that Michael Sam is about to be one of the first uh, athletes in a major sport to come out as a homosexual. I said he's clearly not the first. I know that because the very first friend that I ever met that uh, I knew was a homosexual happened to play professional sports, and not just any professional sport. It happens to be the same sport Michael Sam is involved in, and not just any position. He happened to be a lineman, which blew all my categories for homosexual friends and homosexual people. I thought, I don't know what they did, they might be dancers, but they're certainly not linemen in the NFL. And this particular friend was. And um, I'll tell you how I responded to him. Now the very first thing you gotta ask when you come across uh, this is, are you talking about a friend that knows Jesus or a friend that doesn't? So based on that, there's going to be a, a tree of different responses. But let me just say this, the very first thing I can say, no matter whether your friend professes to know Christ or doesn't, is you respond in love. Now, we better define love, okay? Because love does not rejoice in unrighteousness, okay? Um, Love speaks the truth. Better is open rebuke than love that is concealed. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. Brethren, the scripture says, even if any of you is caught in any spiritual trespass, um, it says you should respond in a spirit of gentleness, looking first to yourself, lest you too be tempted. And so how are you tempted to respond to anybody who tells you something in a way where you might be tempted? We well, might be first tempted to be so foolish and ignorant as to believe that they have a problem different than you. Now, they might have a different sin expression than you, but here's what I would tell you, is you better make sure that you yourself know that there's lots in your life that is not as it should be. And so that's why you want to do it gently and not like you're going to uh, speak to them in a condescending manner or like their struggle is uh, somehow different from yours. It's an expression of idolatry and looking for life and brokenness. So you want to um, make sure that you don't talk to them arrogantly and also you want to make sure that you don't talk to them impatiently when they maybe don't respond right away that that's a problem. So let's just kind of go back to that, that, that central question. Is that person a believer or are they not? One of the things I would often do, and in fact, you know, there's a link I think that we're gonna put up to a message I did when I talked about this topic and I said, you know, um, you know homosexuality and same-sex marriage, uh, an apology, an answer, and an assignment. Yeah. And I apologize for the way the church has traditionally responded to this. If I'm dealing with a believer, I'm a non-believing friend, somebody who doesn't say they come from a worldview informed by the scriptures in Christ, obviously I don't want to appeal to God's word um, to them and say, well, you shouldn't do this because God says you can't. What I want to talk about is uh, with them, just from a purely loving standpoint, I'm going to say, hey, listen, um, whenever we try and find life in anything other than God, it's, it's not going to lead to the life that we want. I'm not surprised when they do it, because as I think I said before, I'm never surprised when a sinner sins, but I'm going to let them know that what they're trying to do is find life apart from where life can ultimately be found, and that's not going to work, and, and that the answer to their life's issues is not to express themselves sexually or in any other way, in a way that seems right to them. So what I would say to my non-believing friend is, hey, I love you. I care about you. And because of that, I want to speak into your life about some of the choices that you're making. Let me just share people uh, just some truth with this. What would you say if you had a friend who was involved in a behavior that... Um, gave them a significantly decreased likelihood of establishing uh, healthy relationships. They had a five to 10 year decrease in life expectancy, inevitable fatal esophageal cancer, pneumonia, internal bleeding, chronic potential fatally liver disease. On and on it would go. And only a 30% likelihood of being eliminated, this, this behavior, through lengthy, often costly, and time-consuming treatments. You'd go, well, you wouldn't let a friend, I didn't even read all of it. You wouldn't sit there and remain silent when a friend did that. no. Well, that's what happens to a person who's abusing alcohol. And so when I would have a friend that would come to me and say, well, alcohol's not my issue. I just wanna express myself sexually. Well, let me just read you this. People that are involved in homosexual relationships, females, for instance, that are involved in lesbian relationships are almost 20 times more likely to contract syphilis than females that are involved in heterosexual relationships. And that's outside of marriage, okay? Let me just read this to you though. It, 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 you have a 25 to 30 year decrease in life expectancy for multiple reasons. Inevitable fatal immune disease, including associated cancers, frequently fatal rectal cancer, multiple bowel and other infectious diseases, chronic potentially fatal liver disease, infectious hepatitis, which increases the risk of liver cancer, a much higher than usual incidence of suicide, and on and on it goes. What, a friend wouldn't let a friend participate in a behavior like that without speaking as lovingly as they could to him. Now we're gonna probably have to do a whole other episode on what we do with a believer who says, I'm a believer and I don't believe the Bible says homosexuality is wrong, but that's not this question. What I would say though, that we need to say to a friend who comes to us and says, not I struggle with homosexuality because if they struggle with homosexuality and they're availing themselves to all the means of grace that I do and my struggle with heterosexual fidelity, then we just keep pursuing Christ together. But when they say, I am going to surrender to homosexuality. Then the Bible tells you the way you love that friend if they're a believer is Matthew 18, where you go to them alone in verse 15, you go to them with others in verse 16, and you go to the wider community of Christ that knows them and helps them understand that that behavior is inconsistent with their profession. But you and I are going to do a whole episode on what to say to those who say that the Bible doesn't really say that's just a misinterpretation. Great stuff. Thanks, Todd. Hey, listen, we know this is a topic that a lot of people are talking about. A lot of people have questions on. And so we would encourage you uh, to continue this conversation in the comment section. We'll jump in there and dialogue with you. And um, we'll continue this discussion there. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth, Real Quick.